0: Our tale begins in the basket of a balloon, descending, plummeting into open ocean.
1: We're falling, still. The sea's less than 500 uh, feet uh, below. Top hush, girl. Ditch everything, food, tools, guns. But so won't we need all We won't need anything if we drown. Toss it all. We gotta make that land. Empty your pockets.
0: We're rising again.
2: For now. But well, look up. Balloon's tearing even more.
0: Snap, throw that knife.
2: No, wait. Uh, I got an idea. We drop the basket. But how will we... Hang on to the ropes. Cyrus, gotta hold it up. I do. Take
1: it easy, Kirby. All right. Hang on! Whoa. We're gonna make it. No, no, no. Our line of descent's too steep. We'll fall short a mile at least. Nip! Port top. Cyrus, no! We need you! Good luck, my friend! Stop!
0: Three days earlier, and very far away, in the city of Richmond, Virginia, capital of the Confederacy, under siege from the Union Army, Cyrus Harding, a military engineer, slinks along a quiet street with his faithful hound.
1: You there, fella. Step out of the dock. Hey, little dog. You're breaking curfew. You should get off the streets. Come on, Top. Reb, shoot turncoats. What you talking about, boy?
2: Turn that Confederate homespun inside out. I reckon we see true Union blue. You're all
1: crazy. But keep that craziness to yourself now, here. Name's
2: Nebuchadnezzar. Neb to you. Cyrus Harding. What you want, Neb? Same as you. Quit this place before Johnny Reb strings me up. Why would he do that? Cause I'm a Negro. Cause I'm a freed man. Cause when the Rebs can script me, I mean to say no. Tough, but not my problem.
1: I know a way out. Except I can't make it alone. There is no way out. Ulysses S. Grant's got Richmond sewn tight. Many men have tried to get through the lines. Far as I know, not a single one has made it. I don't plan to get through the lines. <laughs>
2: What the devil's a balloon doing here? Union officer had it made. Graybags caught him before he could fly it out. So it's never been airborne. You know a storm's blowing in? Big one, they say. You up for this, Cyrus? Or should I find me another turncoat? i just... Hey, there's someone in the basket. Some kid. Stealing our balloon. We've been spotted. We gotta go. Now, before it's too late. Ha! Hey! What
0: do you think you're doing? This is my Throw out the sandbags!
2: Or I could toss out the boy.
0: You believe me to be a boy, gentlemen. You need to look harder.
2: Damn! Believe lady.
0: Get it down! Our balloon rose into the skies over Richmond, higher and higher, until it was caught by fierce winds and hurled southwest at breakneck speed.
1: Since we shall be suspended beneath this bag of gas for the next hour at least, I guess introductions are in order.
2: Captain Cyrus Harding, engineer with the Union Army.
0: Miss Grace Spillett, reporter with the New York Herald.
2: Nebuchadnezzar. Neb. Freed slaves, ain't with nobody but myself.
1: And my faithful friend here is named Top.
2: Either of you folk know how to steer this contraption? You
1: can't steer it.
2: We're at the mercy of the wind.
0: So we were, and not for an hour, but for four whole days. Is this a dream?
2: If it is, I guess I'm dreaming too.
0: Broke any bones, Neb?
2: No big ones. The balloon. When we tumbled out, it took off like a bird. Flew clear out to sea. You suppose Cyrus can swim?
0: Engineer? Soldier? I should say so, yes. Top two? Yeah. All dogs can swim.
2: Then they must have made it to shore so we gotta go look for him.
0: We do, but I don't know about you, Neb. I feel weak with hunger. We gotta eat something first.
2: <coughs> Got one off. Wanna try
0: Thanks. Kinda clam?
2: Limp it, more like. Well?
0: They say hunger is the best sauce. But this is truly the vilest thing I ever ate. (laughs) Give me another one.
2: You just said...
0: Vile. Not inedible. Dry one. Mm -hmm. See? Beats starving.
2: You think? (sighs) (sighs) Where you supposed we at?
0: Lord knows. Shoo! <laughs> Go catch your own dinner. I never seen birds so tame.
2: You've never seen man before. You don't know how deadly we are.
3: Yeah.
0: I don't want Cyrus to be dead. And nor do I want to die here myself. Three stand a better chance than two. And he's an engineer. If he is alive, we have to find him.
2: And we gotta do two things. One easy, one hard. Climb that old mountain there. See if we can spy any sign of Cyrus.
0: Oh, please tell me that's the hard thing.
2: Hard thing is, we need to light us a fire. Here, on the shore. In case Cyrus can see the smoke.
0: Well, that's easy. I kept a hold of my matches. See? Watertight. Tragedy is, I got no damn tobacco.
2: Uh, this'll do.
0: Oh, thank the Lord!
2: See, clear along the shore from here.
0: Any sign of our illustrious engineer and his canine companion?
2: Uh, Not a heart, nor a hair. You get the feeling we're being watched? Watched? Climbing just now. And down on the beach. Like somebody's... spying on us. Like who? Dunno. When I was on the run back home, I got a sort of...
0: You're scaring me, Neb.
2: Forget it, Grace. Probably nothing. Let's go back down. Light that beak.
0: Uh. Looks like a storm's blowing in. Maybe you should light it inside the cave.
2: How would Cyrus see the smoke?
0: Lay the dry seaweed on top, so when it catches... Tarnation, Gracey. What'd I say?
2: White folk been awed me about my whole entire life. Now I'm here, stuck on an island in the middle of nowhere, and they're still doing
0: it. I'm not giving orders, Neb. I'm proffering advice. Proffer
2: me a damn match. <sighs> so happy.
0: I, I can't seem to. My tin, Neb. I don't. I don't have it anymore. You gotta have it. I, I must have dropped it on the mountain.
2: Oh, we're done for.
0: Surely we can light a fire without matches. How do Red Indians do it? Oh,
2: wait there. I'll find one and ask it.
0: Well, can't we rub two sticks together? Or. Your tin? Not my tin, no, but I feel a match in the lining of my coat. Help me finagle it out. Hold
2: still, woman.
0: Careful, you'll rub off the phosphor.
2: Got it. Oh, what's left of it. Now all I got to do is strike it, light the fire, and make sure it never goes out.
0: Careful. Hear that? Hear what? Like a howl.
2: You sure you didn't hear what you want to hear? Help me blow these sparks aflame, Grace.
0: Could have been top.
2: It's catching, Grace. Blow harder. Hey! No more shellfish.
0: I'll gather us some gull's eggs.
2: Top! girl. Are we glad to see you.
0: (laughs) Told you I heard her. What's she doing? Asking us to follow her. I reckon she'll lead us to Cyrus. Come on, Neb. We must hurry.
2: What about the fire?
0: Throw on the rest of the wood. It'll be fine, Neb. Hurry up!
2: Grace, Grace it, stop. Cyrus left from that balloon more than a mile offshore. How could he have gotten so far inland?
0: God willing, we'll find out. A cave. Grace? Neb, Neb, it's Cyrus. He's here. Cyrus? Cyrus, you hear me?
2: Keep breathing?
0: (laughs) Barely. Pulse is strong. Thank the Lord. Cyrus, Cyrus, wake up. (sighs) Dip this handkerchief in that puddle, please.
2: How'd he get here, Grace? Who carried him so far? Who made that bed of grass and laid him upon it? Here.
0: Cyrus. Cyrus, drink this. Grace. Neb. More. Tell me. Yes? Island or mainland? Worry about that later. Just be glad you're alive.
2: Did you bring me to this place? No. We found you here, Cyrus. So... how did it...?
0: He must have walked here. Swam to shore, then walked. It's the only way. I...
2: I don't remember. We got us a fire, Cyrus. Huh. And a cave by the shore. We're gonna take you there.
0: But by the time Cyrus was fit to be half-carried back to our waterfront cave, the storm had blown through, the tide had risen, And we found our precious fire was nothing but cold, wet ashes.
2: I said one of us should have stayed. Why
0: didn't you then?
2: You told me to come. I
0: thought you didn't take orders.
2: I don't. I was afraid you'd get lost.
0: What, because I'm a woman? Do you mind?
1: This isn't helping.
2: Cyrus, no.
0: You should rest.
1: Why don't you two settle your differences and go out and catch something edible? Take top. By the time you get back... What? Grace, lend me your pocket watch.
2: Pork?
0: Not pork exactly, no. More...
2: Mutton? Looks a bit like a sheep.
0: Stick with pork. That's a good way to think of it.
2: Poor beast. Not afraid of us at all. Killing it felt... Too easy? Not fair. A capybara?
0: Capybara. (sighs) It's an enormous rodent.
2: We're going to eat a big rat?
0: More like a guinea pig. Roasted on a spit, (sighs) it'll taste fine, I'm sure.
2: Wait a minute, Gracie. How can we roast it?
0: Look, smoke.
2: Mm. Mm. Delicious. Could do with some collard greens. Best chops I've ever eaten. Top.
0: Going to tell us how you Mm. live it?
2: I utilize
1: the rays of the sun. You got a burning glass? I made one. Joined the glass from Grace's watch with the glass from my own. Filled the space between with water. Sealed it with clay. A
2: presto.
0: Ingenious.
2: We're on an island. Looked like it from that mountain. You climbed it. Looking for you. Part way. Far as those black rocks. Care to climb
1: it again? All the way to the top? <sighs> <clears throat>
0: These rocks were once called lava. We're on a volcano.
2: Better hope it stays quiet. What's Cyrus picking up?
0: Stones, I guess.
2: I ain't seen nothing worth stooping for.
0: What of you?
1: We are indeed on an island with no sign whatsoever of the hand of man.
0: Or woman. I'd kill for a smoke.
1: No man-made tracks, no fire save our own, no human habitation of any
2: kind. Just blue, blue water, clear to the edge of the world.
0: An insignificant little isle set in an obscure stretch of ocean. That does not bode well for rescue.
1: No. We may be castaways here for many months, years.
0: If that is to be our lot, then let us not be castaways. Let us be colonists.
1: Yes. Whoa. What a fine idea. We shall make our island a, a little America. I ain't so sure I feel the same way about this as you. Through our labor and ingenuity, we shall civilize this island, build dwellings, roads, towns, found industries. How the hell do we do that? See these minerals I picked up? Clay, iron ore, lime, coal. They are the very building blocks of civilization. Yeah, along with slavery and poverty. When we are finally rescued, whenever that glad day comes, we shall offer our little island, ordered, civilized, to our government as the... How many states are there now?
0: Last count? thirty-six with Nevada.
1: As the thirty-seventh State of the Union.
0: What shall we name it?
1: Uh, Nova... Insula...
2: Lincoln?
0: What was that, Neb?
2: If you gotta call it something, this hell, this Eden, whichever it turns out to be, call it Lincoln Island, after our honest Abe, who cares so much for my people.
0: Looking back, I consider that bright spring day the day we three castaways, colonists, descended from the mountain to be the real beginning of our life on Lincoln Island. In the weeks and months, the years that followed, we rolled up our sleeves and got to work, First, we found a new home, a deep cave beside a freshwater lake, more than a mile inland, so not subject to the vicissitudes of the ocean. We named it Granite House. Neb noticed a strip of metal on Top's collar and honed it upon a stone to razor sharpness. We used it to cut branches from which we fashioned bows and arrows, and though I say so myself, I became a damn good shot. We made tools and utensils, We dug clay, molded it, fired it, so made bowls from which to eat, vessels to hold water. Later bricks, with which we improved and secured our humble dwelling. One day, after some setback or other, Cyrus picked up a lump of chalk and wrote upon the wall of our cave a list of all those items he felt we required, not merely to survive on Lincoln Island. We had accomplished that already, but to construct for ourselves some kind of civilization.
1: Six categories, tools, weapons, instruments, clothing, utensils, books, under the heading tools, let's say axes, mattocks, planes, adzes, chisels, files, hammers. Enough? Another dozen. We'll fire them tonight, tomorrow we'll build that wall.
0: How's the brick making going?
2: Almost done. What you saw us for supper, Gracie?
0: Brace of frigate birds. Tastier than grouse. Mm. Go away, Top. They're not for you.
2: Want me to pluck them and draw em?
0: I'll do it. You and Cyrus finish those bricks. I've been thinking we should make a boat.
2: Where would we, sailor? We're surrounded by empty ocean
0: we could circumnavigate our island for a start. Take a look at the coastline from close up.
2: It did mean a deal of extra work.
0: Cyrus was right. It was a deal of work. We were still making that boat when summer cooled to autumn. We finally got it finished the day before Thanksgiving when we sat down to a feast at which something very strange happened.
2: Reckon the
1: war's ended yet? I believe it has. And I believe the Union has triumphed, and Abraham Lincoln now presides over a better and happier nation. Amen to...
0: Ow! What's wrong, Neb?
2: Crack the tooth. On a pebble, or... Damn.
0: Neb, what is it?
2: Ain't no pebble. A goddamn shotgun pellet. See? That's not possible.
1: Well,
0: in the peccary meat? Must
1: have been. What age was the animal?
0: I picked out a young one, still suckling. Three months at the most.
1: Then a pellet in the animal is simply not possible. You already said that,
2: Cyrus, yet.
0: Yeah. Neb's right. It is a shotgun pellet.
2: Poor creature must have been winged but not killed. But that would mean that in the last three months,
0: someone, not us, has fired a shotgun on Lincoln Island. Ah. Uh. Question is. Was the shooter already here when we came, or did he arrive later? Did he, they, land on the island voluntarily? Or were they shipwrecked like us?
2: Are they friendly
0: or?
1: Pirates. Or slavers?
0: Have they left, or are they here still?
1: Surely there can be no one on Lincoln Island save ourselves. It's not so vast. If we had company, well, that would be amazing.
0: More amazing than a peccary being born with a bullet in its flank?
1: Until we know we are secure, we must be on full alert at all times. Tomorrow, when we launch our little boat and sail around the island, we must look out for anything untoward. Sure you won't come, too? One of us must stay here. I'll make the next trip. Bon voyage! See you in a few hours.
0: Shall I unfurl the sail?
2: Hold on. Let me get a hold of this stick. Thing.
0: It's called the tiller, Neb. Uh,
2: okay. Go!
0: god damn.
2: Neb, it works! Oh, Gracie, I reckon we could sail...
0: Around the world?
2: The island. Let's settle for that. For the day, at least.
0: It'll be dark soon. Cyrus will be worried
2: I will explain Lincoln Island was a lot bigger than we thought
0: it's not the size it's all the little bays and coves
2: I reckon this one's my favorite calm sheltered, not far from home we should come here to swim yep.
0: what's that on the beach there half buried in the sand
2: big square rock
0: steer closer Hey!
2: That sure ain't no rock
0: We need to fetch Cyrus That's
2: a mighty big chest It's full of something Sand, probably
0: Can we open it?
2: Padlock's loose
1: Reckon I could prize it off Try not to damage the chest itself We can use it I've lived in smaller shacks I visited this cove when we were looking for somewhere to set up home nine months ago This chest wasn't here then Step back.
2: There, looks watertight. Cyrus, wanna take first look? Oh, Lord.
0: Well, what's in it?
2: Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Cyrus, will you tell us what's in the damn chest? Everything. What do you mean everything?
1: Every damn thing we'll ever need. Hatchets, files, hammers,
0: Remember that list? The inventory of essentials that Cyrus chalked on the wall of Granite House? That's what was in the chest. Every item, pretty much. Tools, weapons, instruments, clothing, books.
1: And a copy of the Bible and the complete works of Shakespeare. (laughs) What
0: manner of person provides the necessities of life that doesn't include one single goddamn ounce of tobacco?
2: Bibles in English. There's page bookmark, verse underlined. <laughs> Matthew
0: 7-7. What's that?
2: Didn't your mama teach you the Bible, Grace? and it shall be given you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. Uh, and a map inside the back cover. The Holy Land? No, this island, the ocean around, and another island named Table Island. A lot smaller than ours. Far away? Maybe 150 miles.
0: We could go there.
1: What? No, too far. Grace is right. With these tools, we can make our little boat more seaworthy. And with these instruments, the compass, the sextant, we can sail to Tabor Island in 48 hours. Why would we want to do that?
0: It's impolite not to visit your neighbors, Neb. Didn't your mama teach you manners? We set to work on our boat the next day making it less likely to ship water on a lengthy voyage. We were working on it when Cyrus spied an object tossed by the surf. He waded in, fished it out.
1: A bottle! Yeah. Once, perhaps. Sadly, not anymore.
0: Anything in it?
2: Piece of folded paper.
0: Oh, please. Not a message in a bottle.
2: Gonna tell us what it says?
1: Tabor Island,
2: with a map reference.
0: Another castaway. We have to go there. As soon as possible. We're
2: still fixing up the boat. And you don't think it's strange that in all this endless ocean that bottle washed up here?
0: Not strange, Neb. Serendipitous.
2: How do we know this castaway is still there anyhow? Might have tossed that bottle in the sea years ago. If it had been in the water long, the paper would be wet, yet it's bone dry.
0: This is a cry for help from a fellow human being. Lost like us, probably alone. We have to heed it. Next day, Cyrus and I set sail, leaving Neb, still unhappy about our trip, with Top. I shall not trouble you here with a detailed account of our voyage. On our outward journey, four days at sea, twice as long as we had anticipated, we suffered several anxious moments. The first occurred soon, after we lost sight of Lincoln Island.
1: I believe it is... something to do with the angle of the sun, is it not?
0: You told me you knew how to use a sextant.
1: I said a compass.
0: The consequence of this was that for 48 hours, we sailed too far to the north. Fortunately, we also had a telescope, which any fool can use.
1: Land ahoy! I see it! Tabor Island! I see it!
0: It took us another four hours to reach land by which time it was fast growing dark. We dragged our boat up the beach and settled down in its lee to sleep. When we awoke next morning, we saw that we were on an islet, a fraction the size of our own. We took up the implements we had brought, a mattock to hack through jungle, a shotgun for protection, and set off to explore Tabor Island and search for our mysterious castaway. It was 36 hours before Cyrus and I were back on our boat, shoving it out through the surf and setting sail. 48 hours after that, no navigational mishaps this time, though by then our little boat needed almost constant bailing. We spotted the fire that Neb had lit on the clifftop to guide us home and soon afterwards made landfall on Lincoln Island.
2: I don't believe I've ever been gladder to see anyone in my whole entire life. Hey, Neb. Eight days? I feared you lost at sea.
0: Not lost. A little off course. Luckily, we saw your beacon. My beacon? The bonfire you lit on the clifftop.
2: Uh, i did not like no bonfire. I guess I should've
1: done. Chicken but... a light perhaps. Whatever. Sure is good to be home. Sorry, your journey was wasted. Wasted? Well, no castaway.
0: He's in the boat.
1: He curled up in the bottom of the boat soon after we left Tabor Island. Hasn't moved since. You're joking, right?
0: No, Neb, he's not.
1: You better introduce us. What's the fella's Nev, name? wait.
0: We don't know his name.
1: Or how long he'd been on that island.
0: Too long.
1: He's barely a man anymore. What do you mean?
0: When we first saw him lumbering towards us out of the jungle. I almost
1: shot him. I thought he was some kind of ape. Well, I'd like to make his acquaintance all the same.
0: Of course. Sir, we are on dry land at last, safe from the fickle humors of the sea.
2: There's a man under all that hair?
0: You may open your eyes now. I.
2: And. My name's Nebuchadnezzar. Neb, if you prefer. Myself, great to hear, and Cyrus. We'd like to welcome you to Lincoln Island.
0: You must be famished. We have food.
2: Let me help you out the boat. Uh, uh, Yeah. Fine. Step out by yourself.
1: Top! No!
2: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to mention Top. Most important (laughs) one of all. (laughs)
1: Well,
2: that seems Top has found a new friend.
0: The castaway of Tabor Island, the Stranger, as we called him at first, followed us to Granite House like a dutiful child. There he ate heartily, refused the bed we made up for him, walked out, and disappeared for three days. He would go off like that, into the forest for days at a time, or else he would stand, immobile, on the shore and gaze out to sea. At such times, I discerned the expressions that passed across his bearded, weather-beaten face to betoken anxiety, guilt, perhaps regret. It was impossible to be sure, though it was clear he was deeply troubled. Neb, Cyrus, and I observed him closely, watching for any spark of human understanding, any sound of coherent speech, any inkling of a soul, if I may be permitted that word. We found none. That is until.
2: How'd you get? Hello, stranger. <clears throat> Hunger? Must be. Been gone three days. I'm cooking stew, uh, meat from some rabbits Grace shot this morning. At least she told me they were rabbits.
3: Say, you, you and your companions, are you English?
2: I'm. Uh, um, I'm. Uh, um, uh, Say, I, I, I asked if. No, no, not English, uh, American. Cyrus, Grace, get in here now! I,
3: I like Americans. Indeed, i prefer them to my own countrymen. You're English? Could you not tell?
0: You're What's right? going on?
3: He just... Uh, he... Wh- what month is this?
0: Uh, December. What year? 1866.
3: Twelve years? Oh. Twelve? Alone on the other island. Goodbye.
0: Uh, might I ask where you're going?
3: To the sea. Uh, sir, won't you tell us your name? Thomas Satan. Tom, if you prefer. Oh my God.
0: Could he speak hmm. all along?
1: I believe his years of solitude robbed
2: him of the faculty of speech, which he regained in our company. Don't you see the problem here? What problem? That message in the bottle, that sent you to him, shipwrecked, Table Island. Well, who wrote it? Tom. We wish to ask you something. To quit your company. No! We are all equal here, Tom.
0: You are among friends.
2: I deserve no friends. We want to ask you about a message we found in a bottle. Castaway. Table Island. (laughs) What'd I say? Lois.
3: Lois. Well the first kind words. I've heard in a very long time. all since my mother. So, <laughs> oh, Tom, what brought you to this pass? You wish to hear my story? We surely do.
0: If you wish to. Tell. There was
3: a boy, long ago, 13, stole a ragged old apron, birthday gift Prisma, got caught, transported to Australia in that pitiless land. He fell in with a pitiless crowd. Ah, brutal men. And in time, the boy became their leader. boy stole a boat, big boat, bringing convicts, took to the high seas, became a pirate, boarded ships, merchant ships, marooned their crews, or, or, or... The boy could never wash off the reek Roman gunpowder and blood. The boy sailed from Australia to Patagonia, all over the seas that lay between brute to manhood. Though in his ruthlessness, his brutality, he became less than a man, a devil, or oh, a beast. He prospered in his infamy. Yet always, deep within, there burned some small... Guttering candle flame of simple decency. One day, overcome by remorse for his misdeeds, he decided to quit. His band of cutthroats forbade it. Only one way to leave the life. Shrouded in sailcloth, weighted with a cannonball, tipped into the drink. They grabbed him, bound him. <laughs> and in a fit of charity, rather than slitting his throat as he'd expected, as he deserved, they... him ashore on the remotest, smallest island they knew, with weapons and tools leaving him there to live or to die, which was more kindness than he had ever shown his victims. On that island, he resolved to redeem himself through hard work and prayer. For two, three years he managed it, but the weight of his solitude slowly He crushed him day by day. He felt himself turning from man to beast. (laughs) Until he became the wretched creature you see before you.
1: You may have committed heinous crimes, but surely you have paid for it. No, no.
0: Many times over.
1: No, no. (laughs)
2: Come back to Granite House and live with us. Am I free? Of course. No slavery here. Then... Leave me be.
3: Let me live among the wild beasts. It's all I deserve.
0: Tom, please.
2: Let him go. One last thing. That message in the bottle sending us to Tabor Island. Did you write it?
3: How could I have written any message? I had no paper, no pen, and in those days, no words.
0: Tom Ayrton absented himself from our lives for a long while after that. On occasion we caught glimpses of him, deep in the forest or standing sentinel-like on the shore. But always, when he saw us, he turned away, as if fearful or ashamed, and disappeared. Then one day, a day which changed everything. Neb, Cyrus and I were eating supper in Granite House.
1: We must start laying in food for the winter.
0: We'll need more salt for preserving.
1: Home. What is it? What's happened?
0: What about Ash? I ship. If we don't let it beacon right now, it will sail no. on by. It's the only ship we've seen in two years. Tom's
1: right. Before we alert the captain and crew to our presence, we must find out what manner of men they are. I see no flags. Here, Neb, you got sharp eyes.
2: The ship ain't flying any flag. I see its name. Uh, Swift? You know it, Tom? No.
0: We must signal.
2: Wait. They're running up a flag now.
0: British? French? American? I do hope it's American. Oh,
2: Lord. What is it? Black. White markings. Pirates. Just dropped ink. Okay.
0: Perhaps they won't come ashore.
2: They will. That's
1: why they're here. We can hole up in Granite House, defend it if we have to.
0: What about everything outside? Our crops, our animals.
1: They'll burn your crops, kill your
3: animals, starve you out then. Kill us too? I would, I did.
0: Can you see how many there are? Uh,
1: Not really. A ship like that could be a score or a hundred. I'll swim out. You can't. After dark, sneak aboard. All right, but be careful, Tom. We are but five. Against a whole crew of cutthroats, we can't afford to lose you.
0: We almost did lose him. That night, Tom swam out to the ship. As he clambered aboard, he heard the sounds of men carousing, quarreling, talking. He prowled the deck, silent as a cat, counting the crew. He was about to slip back over the side when one of the pirates spotted him, grabbed him, hollered for help.
2: How'd you get away from him?
3: A fella had a pistol stuck in his belt. I okay. Snatched it out. Shot him. Leapt overboard. A few of them took pot shots at me, too drunk to shoot straight.
0: Now they know we're here. Dad I
3: have found out soon enough. Captain's sending a party ashore in the morning. He's a cutthroat. Name of Bob Harvey. I know him by the putes. Merciless. Cruel. Kill you if you look at him wrong and his crew no better.
1: How many of them are there? All told. Oh.
2: ne 50. 50 against 5. What do we do? Fight or hide?
0: Hide. Hide in the forest.
2: Wait for them to leave. My friends, please.
1: I'm not only an engineer, I'm a soldier. I trained for this. The pirates have the advantage of numbers. Overwhelming. But we hold some trump cards too. Like what? Surprise. They've seen Tom, yes, but they don't know how many we are or what we're capable of. Also, we have our secret weapon. What's that? You, Grace, as fine a shot with a rifle as any man I've ever seen.
0: Next morning, from first light, in places of concealment on the cliffs, we kept watch on the swift. After a couple of hours, we saw a dinghy put out.
2: Six? Yep. Yeah. I can okay. see their faces. They look murderous. All over.
0: I raised my rifle. Drew a bead on the man standing in the prow. Waited till the dinghy came within range.
1: Shock, Gracie. That's it. Yes. Come. Take that. Yes. Yes. That's. That's some shooting, Gracie. Six down. 44 to go. Neb? are they taking this on the swept?
2: A lot of shouting and running around. They're the anchor. Yeah. We've scared them off.
3: Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no.
2: What's happening? Are they fleeing?
3: The ship is coming into shore. I can see the pirates assembling on deck. Yes.
0: We have to get out of here. Now. Go back to the house. What the
3: hell? What just happened? The magazine must have blown up.
0: <sighs> when the smoke cleared... The swift wasn't there anymore. The bay where it had been was littered with debris. Masts, planks, bars, boxes, barrels, tatters of sailcloth. And bodies. A great many bodies. It was clear that not a single pirate had survived. Later, when the tide was full out, we went on to the beach to see what we might salvage.
2: Box of carpenters tools. Rusty. I'll put it with the rest. <laughs> Barrel
0: of rum, anyone? Why not? For those cold winter nights.
3: <laughs> it wasn't the magazine.
0: What's that, Tom? Gold powder's here. And
3: copper line kegs.
0: So what did this? What blew the vessel up? We got the answer a few days later, when a tropical storm scoured the beach. Every item we hadn't already salvaged was washed out to sea, apart from a large iron tube. It didn't look like anything very much to me, but Cyrus knew what it was.
1: A torpedo, or part of one. I don't know what that is. A kind of mine, naval mine, employed to sink ships. We used them. I believe the Confederates did, too. I've never seen one quite like this. But I can say for certain... This is what caused the great explosion we saw. This sank the swift.
0: And killed the pirates. Mm -hmm.
1: And saved our hides. Though how it got here, I have no idea.
0: This clinches it, doesn't it? There's an unseen presence on this island, watching over us as a shepherd watches over his flock.
2: Or as our lord in heaven watches over us poor sinners here below. Because whoever he is, he sure do move in mysterious ways.
0: And where the hell is he hiding? Over the months that followed, we searched Lincoln Island high and low for our benign deity. In caves along the coast, in the depths of the forest, on the slopes of the volcano which we christened Mount Franklin, that dominated the center of our island, and that seemed increasingly volatile.
2: Sounds like old Benjamin ain't himself today.
0: Touch of indigestion.
2: Let's hope it's nothing more.
0: Finding our unseen helper became an obsession. Yet all our searches revealed nothing. One day, in late spring, Neb and I found Tom unconscious in the throes of a fiery fever. We carried him back to Granite House to better care for him there. So cold. New hell, was cold.
2: Gracie, let me take over for a while. You've been nursing him 20 hours straight.
0: Thanks, Neb, I'm fine.
2: He's still holding on.
0: Barely. I'm trying to keep him cool, but he's burning up. If he has another fit of the shakes, I fear it'll be his last.
1: You said he needs quinine?
0: It's the only certain thing that will save him.
1: I found this outside.
0: (coughs) What's in the bottle?
1: The label says sulfate of quinine. Our guardian angel again.
0: Tastes bitter. It's quinine, all right.
1: There was something else in the box. Yeah? A map.
0: Our map directed us to a cave in the cliffs, near the spot where we first made landfall on Lincoln Island. An unremarkable little cave we'd reconnoitered before, but believed to be perpetually flooded. However, at low tide, the water level dropped. Just enough to let us enter. In the darkness at the rear of the cave, we discovered a crack in the rock. We had to duck our heads and turn sideways to pass through it. But when we emerged...
4: Oh, my.
2: You believe what we're saying? Because I ain't sure I do.
0: How can this be here?
2: The entire cliff must be
1: hollow, and a large area beneath. Hello! Neb. Don't tell me you didn't want to.
0: Is this vast cavity natural or man-made?
1: Both. A natural cavern that has been Hey, worked look, a lever! Uh, Neb, no!
2: Oh. oh, my.
0: A surge of electric light. A phenomenon we had never before seen illumined the vast chamber. Also, floating in a pool far below us, a strange cigar-shaped object, 250 feet in length, rising a dozen feet above the black mirror of the water. Neb and Cyrus were puzzled by it.
2: Some kind of ship?
0: But I had read the newspaper reports, and the book that followed sometime later. I would seen the fantastical illustrations, which I now saw were pretty accurate. I knew immediately what I was looking at.
1: Not like any ship I ever saw.
0: The Nautilus. Grace? An iron ladder, set into the rock beside us, led down to a platform on the surface of the ship, where a hatch stood open. What should we- We should go down. We should enter the ship.
2: What crazy boat is this? More like a library or a a museum. These pictures, they look real old.
0: They are. That one's a Holbein. Captain Nemo?
2: How
1: do you know his name?
0: (laughs) I recalled the heroic descriptions I had read of this man. The towering height and powerful physique. The far-seeing eyes set in a magnificent, leonine head. Someone who had observed him said he was the most admirable specimen of humanity I have ever seen.
4: Miss Spillett. Captain Harding. Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, Forgive me, I don't know your last name.
2: (laughs) Me neither.
0: Now, all that was gone. Apart from the eyes. Dark and piercing as ever. So before us, lying upon a chaise longue, we beheld the disease ravaged shipwreck of a man.
4: We meet at last.
0: We took the map as a summons captain Nemo, so of course we came.
4: <coughs> Sit, please. Nemo is not my real name.
0: There's a surprise.
4: So what is your name? I have no reason now not to tell you. I am Prince Dakar, son of the Raja of Bundelkhand. A real-life prince? You're Indian? To the very core of my being. Indian in my longing to restore my country to its people. Indian also in my futile desire for revenge. Revenge for what? When I was a young man, I led an uprising to drive out the British who were plundering my land. My insurgency was succeeding, so the British brought in troops from elsewhere, in great numbers, and crushed it. With a brutality that I cannot describe. No need. They hunted me like an animal, put a price on my head, a high price. <clears throat> when they failed to capture me, and could find no one to betray me. They took my family instead. My mother, father, my beloved wife, my two infant sons, and killed them all. Oh, Lord. You understand now why I built the Nautilus, turned away from the world of men, and vanished beneath the waves forever. I sure do.
0: And sank ships. British
4: ships. Can you blame me for that? Also those vessels that attacked me first.
1: If you despise humanity
4: so much, why did you help us? Quite by chance. I witnessed your arrival on this island. I was diving offshore, walking on the seabed in my heavy suit. I looked up from beneath the waves and... Saw a balloon, what was left of it, falling out of the sky. I did not plan to intercede. I felt your fate should reside in your own hands. But when Captain Harding, sir, when you leapt from the balloon, willingly to save your fellows, an act of great courage and self-sacrifice... here here Anyone would have done it. How could I not save you? From that moment on, I took an interest in your fate. And the more I observed you, the more I came to see your innate decency, your fellowship, your energy and inventiveness, most of all, your unquenchable hope. In the face of every adversity... (coughs) A very American trait. An Indian one, too. You reminded me of myself when I was young, before before my life was scarred by violence and loss. So when you stumbled, I was there to pick you up and dust you off. You did a lot more than that.
0: You saved our lives.
2: Several times over. Oh. Oh, yes.
4: Oh. It sounds like you might have to save us again. You may be right. Our volcano has fulminated before, but never like this. I believe this may be special. If you truly believed I saved you, would you do something for me? Name it. Anything. Unless you are willfully blind, you can see that I'm dying.
0: Surely not. Yes,
4: from an implacable malignancy. I shall not be alive in the morning. So soon? There must be some... I am far beyond help. The finest doctors in the world could not save me now. Surely we can... Stop, please. You cannot see the effort this is for me. My powers are failing fast. You must let me finish. My wish was always that I should die aboard this great ship in the open ocean. But alas, a rock fall caused by the recent eruptions has trapped the Nautilus here in this cavern. Therefore, I wish you to stay aboard till morning. Then scuttle this vessel, sink it to the bottom of this underground lake. With you still in it? Of course. What if you're... I promised you I shall be dead by then. How do we scuttle it? Here. I have written instructions.
0: All these priceless treasures, the books, the paintings...
4: They will perish with me. How can they not... But, I have two gifts for you, for all of you. This, which I believe you will put to good use. Uh, Thanks. What's in it? A fortune. A very large fortune. You're right. Pearls that I gathered under the sea. And diamonds that have been in my family for generations. So, for me, are from a time when I almost believed in happiness.
0: That's incredible. Now go! Please, not yet. There's so much more. Leave
4: me! You may roam freely around the Nautilus, but do not enter my quarters. Tomorrow, at dawn.
1: We know what we must do.
0: My last glimpse as we shut the door, Captain Nemo, Prince Dakar, lying back exhausted upon the divan as he prepared for death. For the next 12 hours, Neb, Cyrus, and I explored that singular vessel until at last the time came to fulfill our promise. Neb commended Nemo's soul to God. Cyrus opened the valves. We stepped smartly from the ship's deck onto the iron ladder as the Nautilus, its captain entombed within it, sank forever beneath the deep, dark water. Two days later, Mount Franklin finally stopped bellyaching and erupted hurling great lumps of rock into the sea, sending a vast column of smoke and ash many thousands of feet into the air. Within minutes, the spot where Lincoln Island had been, our home, our prison for the last four years, was covered entirely by the Pacific Ocean. Fortunately, by that time, Neb, Cyrus, Tom, and I, with Top, of course, were afloat in Captain Nemo's other gift. A fine, two masted catch, far better equipped than our own leaky little tub.
2: Pass the spyglass. I'll set a course due east. What? No. We hit the coast of South America. So? So how do we get home? That won't be a problem.
1: Pass the spyglass.
2: Maybe not for you. We're
1: millionaires now.
0: We sail north, obviously, to California. That's I see a ship of
1: miles. We'd never make it, not even in this. Is
0: your lousy navigator? Because
1: it'd take weeks we don't have the provisions. Hush, stop. Damn, look.
3: Sail in this way. Oh, what did you say? Big steamship flying oh. the
1: American flag. Shit? Here, take a look.
4: In the Mysterious Island by Jules Verne, Grace was played by Kerry Gooderson, Cyrus by Nathan Osgood, Neb Taylor kovacevic Ibom Tom Rupert Holiday Evans, and Captain Nemo by Saga Arya. The Mysterious Island was dramatized by Gregory Evans and the director, was Mark, baby. And we'll have another classic for you at the same time next week as we venture out into a haven for the smaller people in life with Aldous Huxley's The Dwarves. Well, that's all we have time for.